Welcome to The Treatment with Dr. Rahi. I'm Dr. Rahila Sarbazia, your host. This is your resource for all things health, wellness, and beauty. Hi, it's Dr. Rahi. And today in my office, I have with me Dr. Ramirez in from Oklahoma. He's an OBGYN who specializes in integrative medicine and is a pioneer for women's vaginal rejuvenation. Welcome, Dr. Ramirez. Thank you, Dr. Rahi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've, I've been in Oklahoma now going on 10 years. I did my residency in Texas Tech, OBGYN, with em- emphasis in urogynecology as well as minimum invasive surgery. Um, over the years, I also became an expert in robotic surgery, which I'm a robotic proctor. But I just, what I'm most excited about is I just finished my integrative medicine fellowship out of Arizona State, like yourself, or at yes. Arizona University, like yourself, or Dr. Weil. It's been an exciting time, and it's an exciting time for women's health. Yes, it is. So you're very busy. A little bit. So given your hectic schedule, yes, and and (laughs) coming out here and filming this, you're doing a lot, but you're doing a lot of good. So with this busy, busy schedule, how do you stay balanced? How do you keep yourself together? Because that's that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, it's a very good question. And it's it's a difficult thing to do. That's why us as doctors need to realize that we can't be a paternal doctor. We need to know that we need to live within that in between the patient that's got it all together and is living that optimal life and that patient that doesn't even know where to start. We fall in between them. So the patients that don't even know where to start, we got to help them get there. And the patients that are living the optimal lives, we got to help them when they fall out of that optimal life to get back there. Right. For me, there's times that I'm absolutely doing all the things that I need to do. I'm eating properly, my nutrition is well, I'm sleeping well, I'm meditating, dealing with my stress management, I'm exercising. When all that's fine, that's perfect. Because the, the true meaning of health is not an absence of disease. It's true. Health, the, the true meaning of health is being whole. Right. Allowing your body to heal itself. It, the idea of me as a physician being able to heal somebody is nonsense. What I do is remove the obstacles that keeps that body from healing itself. And the body heals itself. I mean, we know that. That's what we learn in integrative medicine. So on the days that I've got everything together, then I'm golden, right? But the days that I know that I've gone two to three weeks without sleeping well, then I need to have life hacks. And I do. So I do IV nutrition where I'm getting, where I'm bypassing my gut. And what IVs. are your favorite, what are your favorite IVs? So I like the high vitamin C IVs. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that we have to be able to, to teach our patients and also to let them know that they're human. There's going to be, and life happens. There's going to be days that they absolutely fail. So we're not there to judge them for it. We're there to help them through those days. So, so that's kind of how I live my life. Wow. Other than IVs, what are some other life hacks? So um, if you're low on hormones, it's probably important to... A little bit of testosterone? Hormone. Exactly. A little functional medicine. If you know, if you have bad knees, instead of having surgeries, you might benefit from stem cells, things like that. So PRP is a life hack. Yes. PRP right? is the best life hack. So... I love it. <laughs> there we have it. I mean, that's kind of how I live my life. Oh, very well-rounded. I try. Yeah. So you offer IVs in your clinic as well? We do We do IVs. Of course, all of the things that you offer, like hair removal. You do all, like you do aesthetics too? Do or aesthetics, yeah. Do you aesthetics. do it or you have providers as well? I have providers that do it. I'm, I'm very busy, so I can't do all those things. We do hormone, bioidentical hormone replacement. Do you, use, um, do you do pelleting? We do do pelleting, yeah. Okay. It's, you know, back when I, when I was in residency, one of the things that I was the most fearful of were the things that kind of kind of had me where I really didn't want to do is, is the idea of hormone replacement because they scared us about it. Well, they didn't even teach us about it. Right. Like it was very superficial and 
I feel like hormones to learn hormones is, I mean, well, endocrinology is a fellowship, but I don't even think they teach specifically wellness. They, they teach treatment of diseases once you have them. Like, right. you know, if you have graves, if you have, you know, some other, you know, endocrinological disorder. So the system that we learned in was centered on disease and not on the patients. So right. being able to center ourselves on the patient and understand the safeties of it and being able to use it to optimize that patient's life is key. So most of the things that I offer in my clinic now are things that I'm able to take that patient into an optimal life and then they're happy with us. So in residency, I was super scared about hormones. Now, 95% of my patients that do do the pellets, the bioidentical hormones, are extremely happy with us. And one of the biggest reasons is because they get their sex life back. Right. Their libido returns. You know, so we get gifts. I get more gifts in, in December from husbands than anyone else <laughs> because they're so excited their wife is back. Yes. You know, a lot of times whenever, and it's part of age, it's part of living, you start to live apart, you start, your bonds start to separate, and next thing you know, you're getting divorced. You know, or, yeah, so. or, you're, or you're completely unhappy in your relationship. So whenever that energy comes back, it's, it just sparks up a whole new bond in, in these couples. And it's, and it's awesome. And I think more and more people should actually know about this. And I feel like they don't. I think it's, you know, it's just like everything else. You know, we, we have commercials that talk about fast food and milk does the body good. Yeah. And all these things that really aren't true. So right. get, people are getting bombarded by so many misconceptions and, and misinformation. They really don't know what's right or wrong. So when you come to them and you say, listen, this is better for you, of course you're going to be scared. Right. You know, as well as their colleagues. There's other colleagues mm-hmm. that you say meditation. Through a breathing technique, you can actually decrease your cortisol level. Colleagues are like, what? You're crazy. No. <laughs> it's had, true. I've had, you know, more traditional doctors mm-hmm. sometimes mock some of the integrative stuff that I really think is, you know, my passion and I believe in it so strongly, but sometimes, you know, unfortunately just the, I guess the traditional worlds don't really, they haven't opened their minds yet. Some, you know, but I think it's changing every day. I think that's the key. I think that's the scary part of it all change. Mm. We don't all do so well with change. That's true. A lot of people are resistant to it. I think the, I love to hear my colleagues say, oh, well, where's the randomized control trial for that? I know. <laughs> so when I hear that, I really realized that that my colleague has no idea what that means. And either, where that originated from was Big Pharma put that into place to demonstrate how these very strong medications were really changing the variables that we're looking at. So we're looking at one variable changing the other variable. That's not real life. No. Which human is only one variable? Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So in the in the lab, yeah, it works fine. But in real life, when you're studying a human being, to think that you're going to have a randomized control trial to demonstrate if it works or not, that's insane. It actually chip, it cheapens all the other things that we do with all the other studies and observational studies and all the other things that we do. So I don't know. I think we've got a long ways to go, but it's worth the fight. Yeah. So how have you incorporated the integrated medicine into your GYN practice? I think... How has that been received as well in like the community, especially because you're in a smaller town? Right. I, it's difficult in my community because mm-hmm. the line is a whole lot longer for give me the pill, give me the medication mm-hmm. to heal me mm-hmm. than the lifestyle change. You know, to be able to sit down and, and collaborate with a patient, because that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You're there not so much to tell them what to do, but to motivate them to do the things that are going to make them healthier. So to be able to sit there, number one, it's going to take more time. So you have to decrease the amount of time. You have to increase the amount of time, decrease the amount of patients that you have coming in. So 
if you're dependent on insurance, then it's not going to work. No. So you have to completely <laughs> change your views and towards cash based. And what I've done to try to reach the most patients is, is basically focus more in on my cosmetic patients. Cosmetic patients are going to look good. But they also want to feel good. Exactly. So those are the most motivated patients. So what mm. I'm trying to come up with now is like a patient portfolio. Or not just are we doing breast augmentation or labioplasties or liposuctions or tummy tucks. We're absolutely looking at their health as a whole. And mm-hmm. then showing them through their portfolio what all they've done and how they've improved, like biological age and all those things. Demonstrate to them that all the things that they've done, that they've improved them. That way they can continue living a healthy life. Because what we really want is for them to be independent of us. The more independent they are of the medical system, the healthier they are. That's true. That's true. So, but what about the more difficult patients that are, you know, sicker? Because I remember working as a hospitalist and I would go into like a patient's room sometimes to just acupuncture people thought I was crazy. And, but some of them were like receptive to it. I mean, obviously not while they're in the hospital because I don't know of any hospital that actually has that service, which I think would probably be, actually that's not true. I think I've heard of some studies in ERs where they come back in acupuncture with mm-hmm. some traditional treatments, but how do you, with like the more resistant patients? So in my practice, I don't, the nice thing about being an OBGYN is they want to have a real sick patient. They go to real doctors is what we used to say. Yeah. But when they're extremely sick, of course, we have to have a team involved. But if one of the patients that I think of that, for instance, need medication first, as we take them down the road of changing them over to supplementation and more of an integrated world, is a PCOS patient. Mm-hmm. So when PCOS patients first come in, we do the labs, we, di- yeah. we diagnose them, and then we, we sit down and we explain, describe what PCOS is. And the first thing we do that month is, okay, we're going to put you on this medication mm-hmm. to try to level out, to balance out all your Which nutrients. medication? So we use metformin, metformin Armour Thyroid, Spirolactone, mm-hmm. and Prometrium, Micronized Progesterone. Mm-hmm. We put them on this medication, we wrap their mind around taking it. We don't even dive into diet or any of those things yet. So. The first month, the only thing is, is getting used to the medication. So after the first, and then we see them very often because that's key. Because we don't have that much time with them, you have to separate and organize your approach with the patients. So first month is educate them on the medication. Mm-hmm. Second month when they come and they were successful, we saw that they lost some weight on it. And they're happy about it. Now they're more likely to collaborate with you. Then we start talking um, about okay. So gaining trust. First. Because it, it's harder to sort of change somebody's lifestyle. Then you can't. You, we can't change your lifestyle. It's so hard to have someone change their lifestyle. You know, the once I was asked once if you could invent one pill, what would it be? I was a compliance pill. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if I can get a patient to do as I say, I think they're going to be better off. But we don't have that. Right. Right. And that lifestyle has to come from them. So being able to motivate them, we're like life coaches, honestly. Being able to motivate them to do the things that they need to do to optimize their life is key. And sometimes we're human, right? Show them, you do some things to show them that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And then you let them know your body will heal themselves if you just do these things. It's not up to me to heal you. It's going to be up to you. One third is going to be up to you. One third is going to be up to me. And then the other third is going to be up to the universe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Right. I like that. What about supplements? Do you take a good amount of for yourself? Because I love supplements. Yeah, I love, absolutely love to take all my vitamins. Yeah. At least twice a day. Do you feel it actually makes a difference? Because there are skeptics out there that are like, does it actually work? 
Well, it, do, it definitely works. What we know now is that our foods, no matter how organic and how well we eat, yeah. our foods are being grown in deep cleaned fields. Yes. So all even the organic foods don't have all the nutrients that we need to have. So we need supplements. So you've got to supplement. For optimal living. For optimal because living. Because some people are like, you know, I've had questions like, why don't you just let your body do its thing? Why are you interfering? Well, it's because we have interfered with the environment. We have. 100%. We've changed our environment. And if we don't understand that our water sources are going down and what kind of diseases are coming down the road with that, we won't, <clears> as physicians, we won't know what to do. It's going to be overwhelming if we're not prepared. So being able to supplement vitamins as well as probiotics are very important. Probiotics are yeah. so important. The microgenome is, is huge. What's your favorite probiotic right uh, now on the market? I actually I actually go through a compounding pharmacy out of Utah. You get your own? Yeah, that's like... It's like 100,000 views. Is it, have you noticed that it's more superior than like probiotic? I haven't compared them. I just mm-hmm. I feel like it's like it's a good one. But everything else that that pharmacy compounds for me is, is good. So that, and then, you know, some things for sleep aids. Melatonin is very important. Do you take melatonin? Yeah, it's very important. Especially with all the travel. Exactly. You need to be on melatonin. So, you know, the, the three pillars of health are nutrition, stress management, and sleep. Yes. Stress management, nutrition, sleep, yes. So if we yes. get those things right, then our body will heal themselves. You know, it's funny because when I was working as a hospitalist for a while, I would get no sleep and I had so much stress and my nutrition was off because hospital food is awful. You work alternating night shifts and day shifts. So your sleep is bad. And then your stress is high because people are hanging, yeah. you know. So I think doctors need sort of courses in optimal living. Well, I mean, right now we know that 60% of doctors are burnt out. Mm-hmm. And for everything you just said is a reason. I mean, because when you say you don't sleep well, what we're saying is, is that our growth hormones aren't cycling properly. When right. you say we're stressed out, what we're saying is, is that our cortisol levels are really high. And all those are detrimental to us. You know, when we say we don't eat well and we're depleted, it just means that our whole system is not working functioning, functioning properly. Right. So things are backing up and we're deteriorating and we're getting and it's, and it's, it's like physical and mental like yeah. you're just all over the place and oh, i was all over the place my <laughs> body is you can't separate the two great and then mind gut mind gut yes and that's <laughs> huge and the more studies the more research that we do on that we realize that there's more bacteria bacterial cells in our gut than we have cells in our own body yes more bacteria in us than us in us yes and, <laughs> they, and they have the power to tell us what they want to eat if you're not careful <laughs> yes but so that's that's also like you know something that's newer science and newer research but the confusing thing is which is there appropriate probiotic to take and it's not just probiotics if you have to be able to like feed the gut too so the right sort of prebiotics Right, and also the right nutrition. What do you recommend usually? Do you recommend people see a nutritionist? Do you make the dietary recommendations yourself? I know, I, I like for them to see nutritionists. The nutritionist that we have in town is actually really good. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, normally staying away from processed foods, simple sugars, the, your beefs, and chickens have so many antibiotics and hormones oh my gosh, in it. Right? And no one likes to talk about it. Oh, I like to talk about it. Well, we do, but the majority of folks don't really realize what they're putting in their mouth and how much how much other things are in there, like or water. For the longest time, we're thinking, what's going on? What's the difference between the water here and the, there's so many medications on top of chemicals and everything else. There's so many medications that get into our water system. I know. So you, when you yeah. take a sip, you got to think about okay, I'm taking some estradiol, some lisinopril, some. Some satin. <laughs> Maybe some <laughs> <You> Haldol. <know? laughs> Possibly some Haldol. 
hurts. Yeah, and some of us need it more than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. Yeah. Keep going. I mean, so I mean, I could keep going. How long do you want me to keep going? Keep going. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I'm very intrigued. So the gut health. I mean, I'm really interested in that. So the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot is. I was actually thinking about it this morning. We always associated bacteria with being bad, but bacteria is not bad. There are some bacteria that are bad, and I'd say majority of bacteria are good. Correct. And so that's sort of like and a new and revolutionary yeah. sort of way of looking at bacteria. Well, I mean, the, that's the idea of, you know, whenever you put someone on antibiotic, you're not only just killing the bad bacteria, you're killing the good bacteria as well. Yeah. So we now know, okay, if you're putting someone on antibiotic, you probably should put them some probiotic as well. Oh, yeah. Because you're doing them a disservice if you don't. So you should actually put them on an antibiotic for like at least a month after. A probiotic, yes. But then we should all be on probiotics anyways, right? I agree. But... We should be on probiotics, but what is the right probiotic? How do you figure that out? So there's, there's, you know, it's difficult. It's even yeah. difficult for us, but you definitely. Because I, I feel like science doesn't even have the right answer. There isn't any right, right answer. So, and it's not, and you trying it out. The good thing is, is that trying out different probiotics isn't going to kill you. So it's good to experiment, number, number one. Number two, it's also good to find, know the resources that you can find. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we probably should, that you should probably post on where they can look at. Because there's a, supplements aren't really regulated like medications are. So there's people that are putting out supplements out there that they'll say it's vitamin D and there's not a lick of vitamin D in it, you know, or okay. probiotics and there's no probiotics in it. Right. So there's, there's actually search engines that you can check the different manufacturers to know, okay, this is good or this isn't good. Right. But then the other idea is that, you know, not, you know how people get obsessive with being too clean all the time. There's extremes, right? There's the extreme of being dirty right. and just not being clean. But then there's the extreme of being too clean, like instant hand sanitizer wherever you right. go, you know, like wearing a face mask when you go out in public. Because we need interaction with that good bacteria out there. So what's the balance in that? When are you too clean? I think, I mean, honestly think that you definitely have to have some interaction with your environment in mm-hmm. order to have a healthy mm-hmm. immune system. So to try to live in, if you live in a bubble, as soon as you step out, you're dead, mm-hmm. right? So you have to have some interaction. Now, does it have to be direct mouth, hand to mouth interaction? Right. No. But does it mean that you have to wash your hands every time you touch something different? No, it just means that when you get home, wash your hands. After you use the restroom, wash your hands. Just, I mean, it gets intuitive, right? It's like common sense. Yeah. Common it's common sense. It's not so common. It is not so common. <laughs> but it's, it's saying... What you're, the, usually those extremes are out of fear. So anyone, yeah. that's, anyone that's responding to life out of fear is dysfunctional. Right. Because fear keeps you from really living life. Living optimally. Yeah. To be honest with you, a lot of women have yeast and it's like a recurring issue and I see it. Sometimes people just live with it and they're like, oh, this just happens to me often. Right. And... You know, they'll go on like a fluconazole and not get better or they'll just come back. What are some day-to-day things you would recommend for women to keep, you know, their vaginal flora, you know, intact and healthy? And Of course. So there's, I mean, there's about 150 different type organisms in the vagina. Mm-hmm. And when the vagina is healthy, it's what they call a self-cleaning oven. It really does. It does a really good job of 
of healing itself and cleaning itself. Mm. A lot of times, if to answer that, there's a lot of different variables to answer that question. Mm. One variable, let's say in the older lady that maybe have has some atrophy or menopause, that patient needs to have something to be able to create those epithelial cells. Mm. As the epithelial cells starts to become less and less, mm. you get a lot less lactogen vacuoles that explode into the space. Mm. When that happens, your lactobacillus do not have the the source of nutrients to feed off. So they start to die off and BV, the bacterial vaginosis, starts to increase. And that's where that infection comes from. So for a patient that increases their lactogen storages in their epithelial cells by reproducing them more through a motiva or through hormones, hormones. Or probiotics, then that lact the lactogen that gets exploded, the, la- the lactobacillus are able to use it and the pH is able to come down, which negates any kind of abnormal bacteria. When it comes to recurrent yeast infections, that's more probiotic. It's more making sure they have more like the more lactobacillus they have, the less likely they'll have candida or yeast infections. So it, it's just a matter of, of balancing it yeah. with well the, the other thing, nutrition. That's super if important. If they eat too much sugar, too much sugar that's carbs, a problem, too. too much carbs. Also, if they're not sleeping properly and all those other things. Just everything. Like everything. Everything's connected. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, yeah, everything's connected. But for a patient, for myself, you know, instead of putting them on antibiotics all the time, if they're getting recurrent BV, I empower them by telling them, you know, if you just go get a little pH paper and test your pH, and if that pH is above 4.5, mm-hmm. then get some boric acid. There's boric acid that you can put I in your I love vagina. boric acid. Yeah. Because that can, balances it yes, out. Yes, you decrease your pH and you no longer have to have an antibiotic. That kills off the bad bacteria. I love boric acid. It works. So there's a ton <laughs> of life hacks. Yeah, <laughs> boric acid works. It's yep. It really works. So can you give me maybe your top supplements that you would take for yourself as a man that you feel has really helped you? Right. So, of course, your vitamins, your multivitamins are very important. Melatonin. Is very important. Vitamin D, you make sure you take your yes. 5,000 international use vitamin D. Also, melatonin with valerian, if you have any issues with sleep, mm-hmm. melatonin valerian does really well. There's an adaptogens that help with stress. Which is your favorite? Can you think of the name? Ashwagandha? Ashwagandha, I love. I love it too. Because it actually is a stimulant and also you can actually go to sleep with it as well. If you use I it know. At night. So those things are all are very important. Huh. And lots of water? Plenty of water. <laughs> Water's important. So important. Jeez. No one knows that. Or no one even knows about, you know, your ATPs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going down into the Krebs cycle now. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. So you get... As, I, don't know, I don't know if, 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 if everyone can handle that. <laughs> as, your body produces, as your body produces yes. the energy that it needs, especially your immune system that it's, that's fighting all the time, yeah. at the very end, in order to have the three the 32 ATPs that mm-hmm. it's going to use, it has to have a hydrogen. Yes. And where does it get that from? From water. Water. So yeah. without water, our whole entire system doesn't work. So yeah. people that are really not dehydrated. Uh, honestly, I'm a victim of that. I dehydrate myself. Sometimes when the days get really busy. Drink your water. Remind me to drink your water, guys. I love so much water. Drink your water. Cool. It was so awesome to be here. Thank you. Like minds. Like minds. Yeah. I learned so much more about everything that you do. So you're not just fentite. You're everything. Head to toe. A little bit. So well-rounded. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. It was a good time. All right.
See you next time. Until the next time. So if you like what you heard and you're motivated to live the best you, please subscribe to the podcast.